Ladies and gentlemen, today I have uh, Nick Brambro, who is uh, a police officer who's been in the Met Police for four years and uh, one year in CDC, CID attachment and uh, one year in BTB and received accommodation for a six thirty six k drug bust. Holy shit. <laughs> um, that's fucking mega. Uh, but before we go into all of the information, a uh, quick uh, message from our sponsor. Whoa, this podcast is sponsored by Human Food. It's a nutrients power B12, vitamin D, vitamin C, iron, calcium, copper, omega 3, no added sugar, 14 grams of proteins, high in fiber, organic, smart food, Morty, 0% plastic waste, 100% composted with wrappers and packaging. Even the car is 100% carbon free, Morty. There's no GMOs, no soy, no grain, no wheat, no dairy, no added sugar, no artificial sweeteners, no artificial preservatives, no official flavoring, no synthetic nutrients whatsoever, Morty. It's even vegan friendly. You just subscribe to their website, they deliver the bars to your house, you put them in your mouth, Morty, you chew them and swallow them. Most people don't have these vitamins in their diet, they should probably just order them anyway. They also sponsor this podcast, so I feel obligated to tell you in this loosely made script in my room. So sign up, have it delivered, consume it, it's human food. I'm not doing it again! Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in just because it's <laughs> really highlights how bad I am at this. Uh, okay. Um, so, can we break down the abbreviations of uh, everything that I just <laughs> incorporated into your intro? Because yeah, I don't know yeah where do you want to start? Uh, so, the Met Police, as far as I know, is London based police. Yeah, Met is just short for Metropolitan. Huh. Metropolitan Police. The Metropolitan of London. Working on the Metropole. <laughs> um, so, what does CID attachment mean? Uh, CID is Criminal Investigation Department. Uh, they are obviously part of the police. So, each police service, for instance, the Metropolitan Police, will have a CID department <clears throat> uh, made up of detectives. And they investigate more serious crime, as you would say, things like burglaries. Robberies, um, murders, rapes. Um, they're just slightly better trained. Um, on one, one would argue. Um, yeah, so I, I did an attachment with them for a year. Um, I was what's called a police investigator, so I wasn't a detective. I am not a detective. Um, that is a crip off that I might decide to take, but not just yet. Um, that would be so badass. Would you wear a trench coat if you did? No, they would just wear suits. Everybody's really friendly in CID. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Like, when you're a PC, a police constable, um, your sergeant wants you to call them sergeant. You go to CID, it's like this huge culture shock, and you just, yeah, yeah, just call me Jeff. <laughs> okay, so, no, Jeff. Okay, oh, okay, Jeff. Amazing. Like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm supposed to, like... Um, respect the rank still but yeah i mean it's so chill <laughs> i mean i guess if you deal with heavy stuff like that like the last thing you want to do is like have a hierarchy yeah it's it's so weird like from the outside you think of like detectives like oh wow they're really super serious and like all the tv shows you watch um but no it's like you're right jeff yeah okay yeah <laughs> nick what are you doing today yeah jeff i'm doing this uh, okay uh, I don't know why I've named this Sergeant Jeff. I don't know. A, I don't know a detective sergeant that is called Jeff. That's, um, yeah. Oh, really? Whenever I, I even try and envision a detective, they all have to have a deep voice and 
Drink whiskey. Or Scottish. There's been a murder. <laughs> we used to have some Scottish detectives, actually, and we used to, like, um, you'd, you'd always want them to say murder somehow. Murder. There's been a murder. <laughs> Brilliant. He's a murderer. It's just one of those, like, all-time classic lines, isn't it? <laughs> Don't set me off on the Scott voice. No, we're like, we'll uh, set off certain audience members. <laughs> like Michael. Michael Easy. How are you doing there? <laughs> what a fine <laughs> bee. Um, <laughs> so, uh, one year BTB, what yeah. does that mean? Uh, so, British Transport Police, I just oh. transferred at the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> actually, funny story there, I transferred just before the lockdown got brought in. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, I had to get a letter from the police to say it's okay for me to move. <laughs> <laughs> Driving a great big moving truck down the uh, M25 when... Uh, I think we were like two days into the lockdown. Um, it was like The Walking Dead was the only way I can describe it. Amazing. The M25 was completely empty at rush hour. There was like our van and maybe two other vehicles. It's so surreal. Like that scene in um, uh, 28 Days Later when they got Oh, it absolutely was. Yeah, it was so weird. Okay. It was just like I was looking around all over the place thinking, where the heck is everyone? This is so weird. I actually filmed it and put it on my um, Facebook. Because I was, it was so, um, so weird. Yeah. So joining the uh, the British Transport Police when there's no transport is that, like super well, that, easy. That's the other thing as well. Like so, like the transport was locked down as well, wasn't it? Essentially, so it was essential travel only um, back then, and the trains were empty. <laughs> You'd have like a twelve carriage train with maybe four people on it. Um, and even myself, like I had to go to some training. As like it was classed as essential travel because like I can't do the job without training. And I'm like sat on a Thameslink train from London to um, from London Bridge to Brighton, and I'm like one of two people on this entire train. It was brilliant. It's private travel. It's <laughs> like everything I'd ever wished for. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. It's like uh, I think it was New York. They they had a like a sub subway line that was for like wall street so only people that went to like wall street were on it so it's like super pot everyone's wearing suits like are not crowded in any way <laughs> not like that but all around london <laughs> um okay so that was quite quick <laughs> uh i guess we'll like double back into like stories and things but i did ask the instagram audience for uh for questions and uh some of them were great some of them not so great, but I'll ask you them all. <laughs> um, so this one's from Faye. Um, what made you become a police officer? Um, actually, it's a quite a long story. Um, so I came from quite a poor council estate in Brighton, a place called Whitehawk. Um, Hence the gamertag name. Yeah, the gamertag name. Oh, so it's an audience <laughs> that also streams gaming. Uh, which is where we interact the most, I guess, on uh, yeah, on Twitch and Discord. So, uh, yeah, if you are a gamer and you want to watch, uh, how do we find you? Come and join me. <laughs> which is why uh, you can find me on Twitch. Um, oh, I forgot what it's called. What, what is it? It's uh, Twitch dot uk. Is it Twitch dot com? I can't remember. Twitch dot com forward slash i l whitehawk l i. I'll link it in the comments. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Injection> there. <laughs> yeah, I funny story about that as well. I had a dream that my gamer tag should be White Hawk because that's where I grew up. The origin. And that's uh, the origin story. <laughs> <laughs> um any yeah, so coming back to that, so I uh born and raised 
in Whitehawk. Um, went to uh, quite a poor school uh, by the name of Stanley Deason. Got shut down. Um, and I saw the way that some of my friends at the time or people that I was hanging around with were going. Um, some of them got involved in drinking drugs at a very young age. Um, around 14, 15 years old. Um, and as I got older, I saw them going in down the route of crimin criminality, um, involved in muggings, um, drug dealing, obviously taking of drugs. Some of them moved on to higher grade of drugs, class A. Um, um, one of my friend's cousins died of a heroin overdose. Um, a guy that we knew died of a heroin overdose and a lad that I went to school with who hung around with quite a lot actually hung himself. And I thought, like, what is going on? What can I do to help prevent this um, and make this place safer and deter the criminality and the and the things that lead up to it? For, there has to be a drug dealer for there to be a drug user or a drug addict. So if I can eliminate the dealer then I can prevent the knock-on effect, essentially. And I thought, well, the only thing that does that is police officers. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that's where it came from, really. I came to a crossroad in my life where do I go the same way or go the complete opposite way? And I, well, <laughs> I chose the right way, I guess. Yeah, you did. Yeah, man. Um, that's honourable, like the honourable route to go, like... I know the police <clears throat> currently in the media are getting tons of shit, like the whole mm. defund me thing and the, um, well, just the way, mostly in America, um, the the police are sort of being like filmed to be dealing with things, but mm. like essentially without them, the world would be fucking chaos, man. It, it, <laughs> it would, and people don't understand that. Like the fine line between chaos and what we've currently got is the police. There's nobody else will prevent the bad stuff from happening to you it doesn't matter how big and tough you think you are there will be somebody with more people or there will be somebody with a gun or there will be somebody that's stronger than you individually that will take advantage so if we got rid of the police gangs would take over there's no if buts or maybes about it you wouldn't be able to own anything expensive because it would get stolen <laughs> like what do you do? You put bars up on your windows. Okay, they'll bring an angle grinder and cut through the bars. They'll yeah. smash your door down. They'll set fire to your house. <laughs> like essentially, what? Like, what? I mean, I, whether it's glorified or not, a lot of the South African guys that I meet here, particularly like uh, when when we knew you did door trade, like the guys that kind of worked around, like the South Africans would paint this picture of South Africa of what I imagine England would be without police. Like, mm. like you say, like if they can't get your stuff they'll just <laughs> incinerate your fucking yeah, I, I, I remember like working with um, a guy from South Africa um, I can't remember his name I think it was a Nomu and he was telling me about how he'd been driving around in a car in Johannesburg with a gun in the, in the door and you wouldn't go anywhere without that because you'd get carjacked. Mm. And I remember it was such a surreal journey with him because he was telling me about how when he first came to the UK and he was looking around, he was like, these cars have all got two wing mirrors. Such a simple thing to us. It's such a huge thing to him. And like he, he told me about how he phoned his mum on like the first day of being in the UK. I was like, mum, they have no bars on the windows. <laughs> and I was like, what do you so mean? And he's like, because everywhere 
has bars on the windows on the ground floor because otherwise you get burgled. Mm. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a dude from Char- uh, uh, <clears throat> when I worked for it uh, in retail called Charlie, and he, he, like, three of his friends just died in prison from, like, weed, like, just dealing weed. Like, he said, like, see, if you go to prison, it's a death sentence. Like, one of them even said, if you see a police officer and you think they're going to arrest you uh, or, you know, come to your house, like, put on, like, three pairs of socks, two jumpers, because, like, you're going to freeze so much in the prisons. Really? Like, yeah. Like, it's just this sort of petrified state of being, like, the police are, like, overly harsh, and then the criminals are even worse. Like, there's no crossover. But then there's this fine balance in the UK where, like, uh, privilege aside, I've never had a bad run-in with a police officer. Like, no, me neither. Super pleasant, like... And I have been stopped and searched, and guess what? I complied with what the police officer wanted me to do because yeah. I had nothing to hide. <laughs> it's... People that say that defund the police don't know what it's like without the police or without a, a lawful um, police service that police um, with the public rather than like we don't go, we'll go around demanding that people do stuff or we're going to beat them. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you see some horror stories, but like mm. in every single industry, you see horror stories. Like everything. Yeah, you do. Um, it's just people. Humans um, aren't infallible. They they make mistakes, they make bad judgment calls. Um, but that comes in any industry on the planet. It's just that the media focus on the police more than they do. Let's say the security industry, which I've seen some fucking horrendous things happen. I've seen some things as well. Yeah. Um, I think what it really boils down to is a lot of <clears throat> like the bad publicity is on social media and mm. a lot of people that are on social media <clears throat> aren't in the real world and they, they don't experience like the troubles of like, cr- like if you're a victim to crime like of course you're going to want the police like, if, if, this is this is the other thing as well like you get people saying oh I fucking hate the police pigs and then when they get robbed or beat up or burgled they're like no 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 I'm going to get the police please it's like you need them whether you like it or not sometimes you're going to need them mm-hmm. um, hopefully you never need them uh, it's like uh, I'm literally a secret service <clears throat> for instance so we don't really know what they do for the majority of the time mm. like you know the, maybe Bond films paint like a, an exaggerated version of, of what happens but essentially they're like defending from things we can't see but mm if they started hyper-focusing on, like, mistakes that perhaps they made and then you started trying to fund them, then, like, you would start to notice, like, huge, like, criminal corporations mm. like, or terrorism. Yeah, terrorism would go through the roof, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. The amount that they stop. It's mad. Or even, like, the military. <laughs> I ran as this dude once and he was just like, oh, I'm looking for this, uh, like, a certain coat. And I was just like, ah, oh, like a warproof. And I recommended, like, this uh, army surplus, like... Um, DPM one because it's camouflage or whatever and like uh, it was cheaper than the one in the shop that I worked in and then he was like oh, I don't like the army and I was just like what do you mean you don't like the army like <laughs> if you didn't have the army you'd be speaking like Nazi the, German my you, friend you definitely <laughs> would be yes yeah like uh, unless you're all for that in which case get out of the shop <laughs> it was it's very bizarre when people like are anti-establishment uh, I do see where it comes like for instance with psychedelics because like um admission to police here um i've done some psychedelics and uh like i i believe and science is starting to believe too um that it's a cure for depression and ptsd and everything that we're seeing and this this like increasing anxiety and depressions Mm. um psilocybin 
is proven to like you know make it better so like if people can't explore that because it's classed as like a bad drug like much like weed was in california right yeah yeah and then it got declassified so but it only got declassified because people continuously broke the law and took it anyway so i mean it'll be legalized in this country give it two three years i think yeah I mean, it's coming us, very quickly it basically is right like i i don't know anyone that's ever been sort of stopped for weed as what in brighton uh, yeah or, or god i stop people all the time oh, really in, in london <laughs> yeah yeah so so, that, so here's the problem like it it's it is illegal um and possession of it is obviously illegal hmm. but They've legalized it for medicinal purposes now in this country, haven't they? But, but um, the last I heard, and we're talking maybe a year ago now, because <clears throat> I don't actually deal with it that much in the British Transport Police. Mm-hmm. Um, we deal with it sometimes, um, but not nowhere near as much as I did when I was in London. Um, so, so I was told that GPs are too scared to prescribe it because <laughs> they don't want to be the first one to do it, or which is just weird. I mean, we've got a be clear they're not prescribing the plant (laughs) so you can go and have a joint (laughs) cbd yeah exactly yeah cbd oils but um i mean i my own personal opinion and not necessarily my professional opinion would be that it should be it should be legalized um it's from what i've read there are proven uh, benefits of it for certain medical conditions like arthritis and uh, multiple, um, not multiple sclerosis, um, Parkinson's, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know a great deal about it, but um, I do know that I've. <laughs> if if you've got, uh, I don't think I've ever arrested anybody for being stoned in the street and fighting, but there's been plenty of people that are drunk in the street fighting. <laughs> yeah, it does seem bizarre that like the peaceful drug is illegal when the one that causes the most aggro is like yeah <laughs> I, I remember watching a program a few years ago and it was saying that if alcohol was invented today it would be a class a drug and illegal yeah. and i just i remember watching it thinking that it makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> it's the impact it has on people's lives mm-hmm. um and behavior it, yeah it's a psychedelic like mm. it makes you hallucinate it makes you create like create like realities like if you're like blind drunk and in a shit mood you can like um, I know paint some picture of you and your so your missus like flirting with a guy like I saw you flirting with him like, <laughs> <laughs> no I didn't like no I definitely did like that to me is worse than like let's say mushrooms where you just mm. see colours and like information which is mm. and you lay there happy it, it was yeah it's very odd and I think that's where a lot of the hatred comes for police is um, like from that kind of community like the progressives that want to like push the boundaries which we need but mm. also like hyper aware that they can uh, go too far <laughs> like it's like charles manson too far <laughs> oh god <laughs> good god <laughs> can people take lsd and it's a fine line crimes. isn't it with everything because i had the argument once of somebody that i arrested and i, I like to listen to people so like, i don't just dismiss anything that they say and i do absorb quite a lot of information from them and um he was telling me about like if i don't own my body my person what do i own in life yeah. so what i choose to do with my body should be up to me surely and that's for you know what he does have a point mm. like if you i mean there is no law that says you can't take drugs in this country it's the possession of them mm. and that's the selling of them 
Um, obviously, you can't take them without possessing them. <laughs> I mean, unless you get somebody to throw it at you. Yeah, or accidental <laughs> consumption. You walk into the woods. Yeah, it's, and... it's bizarre, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? But yeah. I, I mean, from a from that perspective, like if you don't own your own body, what what do you own in life? It made me think quite deeply about that. Yeah, and I feel I feel like he had a point. Like, if you want to take drugs, then take them. I'm not condoning them. But yeah. um, there are some that are a lot worse than other ones. I guess to play devil's advocate, I'd say that if you take something, then that makes you aggressive towards people. Then, mm. like, perhaps there should be rules in place by others to prevent people from doing that. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause, uh, these things, these these rules that could be called laws. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we could enforce them with these people called police. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, you can see like quite clearly it comes from a good place, like the the policing system. Um, and like anything, it does get abused, and that can be unfortunate. But I would rather live in a state where, you know, like I can interact with a police officer and mm. ask for help rather than just, I don't know, like let's say stereotypical like Russian mafia, where it's kind of like even the police don't. I mean, there are plenty them. of countries. There are plenty of countries in the world where you can't approach the police. It's just like you, people don't want to. They're, mm. t- they're fearful of them. I'm glad we don't live in a country where that, that is the case. Yeah. You, I mean, you can. I don't know many countries where you could go approach a, a bobby outside i don't know the natural history museum in london and ask to get a photo with them and they'll put their hat on you and <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean I, I can't picture that <laughs> yeah. in quite a great deal of other countries it gets me into trouble there's a few times i've left this country i've assumed that the police was oh they're be. very unapproachable sometimes <laughs> i tried to do it in um i think it was in ibiza and they were like, no, no. I was like, oh, okay. Bloody hell. <laughs> we'll get a picture with you then. Fucking armed as well. Like, mm. In Egypt, it was terrifying. They had a fucking LMG. Like a, it's like, that's military-grade weaponry. Mm. What do you need that for? But yeah, they live in the... Well, they do, don't they? Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> they do need it. And that's another thing. Like, p- People should be grateful that we don't need that in this country. Because mm. like, even as a police officer myself, having been in Gatwick Airport with a group of mates to go on holiday, when the armed police walked in, I was on edge. And I'm a police officer. And I was just thought, why do you feel on edge? You haven't done anything wrong. Mm. Was just, that was quite a surreal moment for me as well. Yeah. But it's the amount of power that comes with that is... Um, but that's why they're so highly trained in this country. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean, this is an interesting and a controversial point. Maybe worth talking about. Uh, what, what do you feel about like weapons and being armed in this country? I think it's um, dictated by necessity. Mm. If people are going to attack the police with firearms and um, swords and acid and hammers, how do you defend yourself from a hammer? Because a, a baton or a nightstick, as some people call them, is not going to protect you from a from a hammer. No. You're going to have to tactically withdraw. They call it essentially run away <laughs> like um irritant sprays are not enough in a situation like that if you're lucky you'll get them if it's if it's there's too many mitigating factors in that situation if it's windy are they upwind or downwind like is it going to get you as well because some of them will spray back uh, some of the better ones that they've rolled out now don't necessarily give much spray back but i can tell you now you don't want that stuff in your eyes <laughs> We like every police officer um, has to be sprayed with it in the training, and it's not it's not nice. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that I would be able to be a tough guy. I thought I could uh, muscle through it, but uh, I did not muscle through it. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes were tightly closed. 
That's uh, reassuring that this yeah, shit works. But if somebody runs at you with a hammer, that like, do you have time to get it out? No. I mean, one might argue that even if you've got a gun in that situation, can you get the gun out quick enough? Um, Just jump with may- it. Maybe <laughs> you can't, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, personally, I think police should be armed. But uh, to a degree, I would prefer to be armed myself as a civilian. I think uh, the, the Second Amendment in America, as much as it's hated, obviously because school shootings, um, maybe a stricter version of that. Like, It's unrealistic to think that your country will always be in this glorious state that ours mm. is in. Um, to you know, to feel vulnerable is a horrible thing. Um, <clears throat> particularly when like things start to change rapidly. Like, uh, let's say for instance, we go back to nineteen forties, and you know, fourteen miles away from this spot now, or sixteen miles is the French coast, and the Germans were there at one point. Like, as a civilian, if all civilians were armed, like Americans are, like the Germans would have had a fucking hard time getting through. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's one way to look at it, I suppose. Just as a the, the, other, the other argument is that um, by dearming the public, the people that take the power are criminals mm. because they're the ones that unlawfully arm themselves. Mm. I mean, thankfully, there's not that much in this country. That, so at the moment, if you're listening to this in the future, which I hope you are, because did I do very well? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're experiencing free speech sort of disappearing um, quite shockingly. And uh, it's to what in the last month we've lost uh parlor a presidential leader of the free western world has been like socially uh, social media like banned which is like mm-hmm. shocking like they've got kim jong-un and putin on twitter but not trump like uh, i would argue that trump is slightly less you know aggressive and probably has killed less of their people than some of these other world leaders <laughs> that still have free speech on this on their social media platforms so it, uh it's obviously for like uh like a ulterior ulterior motive um but like the dimension of covid the mention of uh like any other data you're just questioning like whether it be um like conspiratorial or just uh curious is all being like deplatformed and i don't think deplatforming and um what is taking away someone's ability to communicate is the way forward it's mm. the, you know people our ancestors fought and died for freedom of speech it's very important that we keep it um so for I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> the reason we got into that, um, we were talking about arming. Free speech. Free speech. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, <laughs> thank you for bringing that back. Um, so the government, like I'm, I've always been happy to go along with the, what the government tells me because they've always been, they've always had my best interests at heart, right? Mm. Because they're, they're our government. But I've also noticed that governments can change hand, like, and then with that you they don't no longer represent you maybe and then like maybe you wish you were armed like so ukraine for instance when when russia annexed them and all because of their president uh saying he was going to join the eu and the last minute they switched over and tried to join russia and then there was this uprising of students and they got you know it wasn't even the police at that point it was like russian like swat team like mobs and it, it turned into a into a war and there's a classic example of like people that pay taxes towards the government and hoped that they represented them suddenly turned on them and then they had to arm themselves with sticks and then like build fucking trebuchets <laughs> to fire at the police lines uh and in the media painted the the rebels and the, the protesters at first as the the villains and then when like it sort of gradually became exposed that russia was highly behind this they got on the side of the protesters and and mm. and, and supported them so like you can even be villainized by like your own country's media so to me that was a highlighting factor that like maybe 
like as much as we love and trust our governments we should also have some independent security uh and like right now like if our government suddenly changed and like ginger bearded men were are now criminals like mm. outright like you'd be obligated to arrest me for it's, it's like there's a fine line isn't there like what i feel like some governments forget is that they're elected by the people to serve the people um sometimes it feels like once they're elected that's they're like ah we're in charge of the people now well no you're not you're you're there you're elected by the people to reflect what the people want mm. and go about doing that in the best way you can it's like some of the local politicians don't forget that so like let's like the green party in brighton i mean when they first came into power power well that's probably the wrong word (laughs) wrong choice of word when they were first elected people were like oh this is really shit thing like the Green Party don't know what they're doing but they've actually listened to what the people in Brighton want and take for instance the the cycle lane that they put in it was an absolute clusterfuck (laughs) for want of a better word wasn't it and people said no no this is not working this needs to be put back and they were like okay, we've had quite a few complaints about this. This probably needs to go back. And then they did it. Um, and I don't... Like, I, even myself, I was against it at first. I thought, what? why have they elected the Green Party here? What are they going to do? But I, I, the way that I see Brighton changing, I feel like a lot of it's for the better. It looks like a nicer place. Mm. And some of the road, the road direction ch- changes or the... Um, they make sense now that you actually have been living that way is because you were stuck in the past Mm. um i don't know some might argue they're doing some things wrong but i feel like they're doing a better job than than people give them credit for yeah or not having an illness at all and it being fucking anarchy (laughs) i'm reading a book at the moment um shantaram um and it's about a dude uh, that escaped australia uh, from a prison and Mm. uh he went to like bombay and uh, he's describing like the lovable madness of, of Bombay and like how like <laughs> like the, or the whole city like uh, at one point goes into a, a bottleneck of a road. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like coaches, like, everything, and so it's just no structure at all. And then uh, I was reflecting on how that it really doesn't happen here. Everything's free, like organised. <laughs> no, no, we are a very well organised country, aren't we? Yeah. Just, I think that the other thing is as well is that a lot of the people that complain about things haven't experienced the other side yeah <laughs> like nothing it's not perfect in the uk from by a long shot but um tell me a place on earth that is perfect mm. there isn't one yeah somebody's always going to have a differing opinion to you or want something that you don't want mm. um it's about finding a, a medium isn't it yeah. so we've all got to compromise <laughs> Yeah. the loudest shouters are usually the ones that don't want to compromise aren't they yeah it's like, my way or the highway the logical arguments <laughs> i'll uh, just shout you down because i don't have a better argument than you and then i'll call you racist <laughs> <laughs> or fascist <laughs> I, I, is, is that so yeah this is a, a good question um like to call someone outright like a, a racist or, or mm. even like a like a pedophile like or a rapist like without evidence is that criminal because surely that's slander on like an unprecedented level like i mean it's difficult isn't it like if if you're like if you're doing it in a public manner one might suggest that it would be 
and you're doing it on more than one occasion, one might suggest that it would be a form of harassment. Mm. But like, yeah, you're talking like um, you're talking about like um, what's it called? Fucking hell, I forgot what it's called. Um, civil law. So, so like. You can get away with calling people a lot of things, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> Without evidence. But, um, yeah. So it's, it's, context matters a lot, right? Like, in the environment, but like, so for instance, someone that's running as a candidate for this presidency, like, mm. uh, they're obviously going to get called every name under the sun. But. Yeah, yeah. It's all about um, the context and, and what you've got to, like, back that up. Mm. If you're going to start calling people pedophile, you better have some evidence to, to back that up. Because yeah. you're going to ruin their life. Yeah. Like, And it's this odd world where like that person can then no longer retaliate. Like, you know, mm. Someone accuses you of being a rapist, which to me is probably like one of the worst fucking things to be mm. accused of. Um, like on based on absolutely no grounds, just you know, so a guy in a bar, right, mm. calls you like all three of these these horrible things. You know, you can't hit him because that would be like, I mean, it's kind of antagonized. No, yeah, you definitely can't just be hitting people like that. Um, in a way, you kind of have to just put up with it, don't you? Which is not the way that you think it should be. It's bizarre. We should be um, dueling. <laughs> yeah, I challenge you do a duel, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how dare you besmirch my name with suggesting that I'm a, a sex offender um <laughs> no it's yeah that's that's a that's a tough one isn't it because you'd want to I, I probably should just suggest that they're a madman who is this madman <laughs> <laughs> you don't even i don't even know who you are <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's, it's such a weird thing yeah um I, I guess it happens a lot as well yeah yeah People are throwing accusations around left, right, and centre, aren't they? Just being antagonised. It's a weird. Oh, this guy. There's also things that like a lot of people don't necessarily even interpret as as like offences. Like they don't realise that it's illegal until after they've done it. Like I don't know. Let's take like slapping a girl on the bottom. Hmm. which is essentially a, it's a sexual assault like you can't yeah. do that but like how many men or women for that matter have been slapped on the bum or my bum been pinched Tons. in bars Tons. and nightclubs <laughs> and uh, as a doorman guys grabbing my butt like you just sexually assaulted me like again there's the it comes with the how the person interprets that hmm. um, but yeah essentially <laughs> you just sexually assaulted me I've even had it happen to me as a police officer you just sexually assaulted a police officer. Like, where do we go from here? Yeah. And like, oh, uh, sorry. I thought it was all right. No, no, it's not all right. <laughs> like, do you enable it? Do you let it go? Let it go? <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. So like, of course. I mean, I let it go because I don't know. I just put it down to a a, a gross lapse of judgment in error. Yeah. Er, er, um, yeah. Get my words all twisted. A gross lapse of error of judgment. There we go. Mm. Wisely put. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been subjected to, and I remember I. I Alcohol again. Yeah, <laughs> classy drug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I once vented to a, a, a few girls uh, that were talking about, like, um, the, you know, the, the sexual theatre and, like, uh, how 
how intolerable it was for like you know like flirting or being around because they were pretty girls and they got constant attention for being beautiful people mm. and uh, they they resented and hated it and that's fine but I saw no girls that like fucking love it and adore it and um it, it's like a like it's hard to read and there was that French actress that um she like went she wore she got the platform immediately from freedom of speech taken away because she was arguing that how are men meant to uh like pursue love interest if they can't flirt and like mm. these methods of flirting are considered like it, essentially it's kind of like a form of marxism where you just keep sort of going down the tier of what is acceptable until there's nothing left like you know yeah, yeah absolutely take yeah. away like uh, hey can i text you it's no longer acceptable to like mm. you know how do you get their number now do you know that, that that actually reminds me of a, um, a case that i had to deal with and it was um a woman um who had reported um what she thought was stalking um so basically she'd seen a guy on the tra- same train as her daily and he um, got off at the same stop as her. And whilst on the train, he'd made eye contact with her a few times and sort of like winked at her and smiled. Um, and she thought that it was stalking. Now, I'm not saying that stalking doesn't go on, but in this case, it wasn't. Um, and I I suggested to her that perhaps this guy um, thought that she was attractive mm. and that maybe she should ask him, like like... And I never heard from her ever again. She just like it didn't, it didn't click in her head at all that this guy might have just lived in this similar area, worked in the same area, so that's why he's getting the same train as her every day. And the fact that he looked at her and caught eye contact with her and smiled at her was because he found her attractive, yeah. or like found some common ground there of we get the same train. Yeah. Like I never heard from her ever again. So it must have been that it's, it's just. We've set this the public up for us, like they're so protected mm. that everything feels like a crime or <laughs> and they don't know how to deal with everyday life anymore mm. like I don't know it's uh, there's social uh like ineptitude if that's the mm. thing like this guy I feel like social media and um online are a lot to blame with that, yeah. Because it takes out all of the, like, even, like, small things like facial gestures, like smiling or, you know, like, frowning. You you can't tell the tone of somebody's voice through text, can you? No. So, so, yeah, I feel like a lot of... It's so weird we're so connected but so disconnected at the same time. Mm. I mean, essentially, this, this is why I started a podcast because it's like the art of conversation just, mm. just, just disappeared. Like, it is because it's all text-based now. Yeah. Or there's no consequence. You can talk to somebody like a piece of shit down the f- Xbox or PlayStation or or PC um, and nothing happens. But then you talk to that to somebody like that in reality, they punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're calling the police and saying, hey, this guy punched me in the face. Well, what, what happened? Oh, well, this guy just fucking called me an absolute dickhead to my face. I took exception to that. Um, you can't speak to people that way. So I gave him a slap. Yeah. You almost feel like saying, well, you, you deserved that, didn't you? The way you spoke to him, having just watched the CCTV back, you're like shouting and screaming in his face and called him a cunt. And then he slapped you. Um, Is that class as aggravated assault? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, you, but you have. Uh, it's so difficult, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I find so I've been submerged in in like 
uh, so my route into like spiritualism and exploring like uh, like ways to deal with like anxiety, depression, like all, all the things that kind of like burdened me in my youth. Uh, um, like finding ulterior ways. You also have charlatans that like have platforms, and with that platform, they use you know they just they have to keep pushing the boundaries. So it just gets ridiculous. And they're the kind of people that come up with like the you know all these sort of like smear campaigns about like uh, I don't know. Uh, calling anyone privileged that's white anyone uh male sexist like you know just immediate stereotyping based which, on, like, which this... doesn't exist by the way there's no such thing as white yeah. privilege yeah like growing up on a council estate going to a a public school that was like one of the worst schools in the uk i would ask what white privilege was i afforded or given the option of it's uh, privilege yeah like I understand that there are some countries that would arguably don't have schools um, or you know are in war-torn scenarios but those are class privileges yeah so like they you know they talk about the 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 birth lottery or whatever I can't remember what it's called you're burning you're born in a certain country then you're immediately have more given to you than you would if you were born in another country but like those are class privileges it's not so like i'm trying to think of the best way to explain so like if if i was born in let's say trying to think of like a a less affluent white country so if i was born in like a and i mean no disrespect to like eastern european countries but some of them are less affluent than the the Western European countries. If I was born there, then I would have less opportunity there, which is, I guess, why there are quite a few Eastern European people in the UK because they're looking for a better, more affluent life mm. um, in a country that's richer with opportunity. So if I was born there, like I'd still be a white person. Mm. What privilege do I have there as a white person? I don't. Yeah. This is why I don't buy into white privilege. And essentially, privilege it's is class like, privilege. Um, it's like a success, right? So, like every single nation is striving for betterment. Mm. Uh, so, like let's uh, let's say uh, another country excels. Let's create a country with people with blue skin. They excel. And uh, and they're a great country to live in. Lots of people start flocking there, and the people there are um, are like we're behaving like spoiled brats, like we're seeing now with like your classic white privileged mm. person or whatever, yeah. a celebrity. Um, they become the next privilege. So like, surely everyone is striving to be privileged. So is that not the end goal to 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 get your your offspring and your children and your your ancestors and future ones to to have all the resources and, yeah exactly uh, yeah yeah you, everybody wants to be richer and not necessarily like through money but like belongings and houses access to better food travel i don't know like even having a nicer car Safe like you want all of those things don't you <laughs> yeah like mm. So what are they really saying? They're kind of saying, uh, you're enjoying this luxurious <laughs> life compared to me, and I hate you for it. You're not allowed to have that, no, yeah. yeah. Um, Envy. Yeah. I suppose it gets convoluted when, uh, you know, you do what, what spin do you want to put in it? Do you want to put class, race, sex, like, uh, you, you name it, whoever is... Uh, it's like all of those it. things, isn't it? 
<laughs> basically if you're if you're a, a healthy white male you're screwed aren't you yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. you've got male privilege white privilege yeah <laughs> sexist racist piece of shit and you should be defunded <laughs> yeah, god if you're a healthy adult white male police officer you... <laughs> oh no yeah it is shocking uh, yeah it's a, we live in a very weird world don't we mm. i just wish everybody could get along and just um, help each other. Imagine but where we would be. Just for saying that, you're considered like an unrealistic, like overly optimistic piece of shit. Like. Just imagine where we'd be, though, if the whole human race got together and just worked together instead of competing. We'd, we would have populated Mars by now. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? So like, imagine all of the, like, I don't know, all of the space agencies got together and just went, right, we're all going to pool our money. We're going to put all of our technology together and we're going to put a man on Mars. They'd probably do it within like a couple of years, wouldn't they? Yeah. Look how much Elon Musk did. Yeah, one person. In like, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how long SpaceX has been around, but like I certainly hadn't heard of it before 2020. Mm. Maybe that's just me out of the loop. I think it's about six years old. Mm. Uh, fact check, is it? Michael? <laughs> SpaceX finally. I mean, he's a smart dude as well, isn't he, Elon Musk? Yeah. He's he's kind of like an inspiration um, mm. for me, and I know it's like laughably optimistic. But hopefully, if uh, if uh, if I do succeed, I'm going to go back to this very podcast and bring it out. Um, <laughs> like I, I've always envisioned this like biodome um, that space came out when 18, 18 years really. Mm. Oh uh, wow, that's two thousand and two. What? What were they doing in two thousand and two? They. They're, they were like the new Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually like units to create space. It's a fascinating story with Musk, though. Like he's, he had PayPal and then... Yes, he, he like co-founded or like invented PayPal, didn't he? And then yeah. sold it to um, to eBay. Yeah. Got a couple of million, went to NASA, wanted to go to Mars. They said, no, it's not possible. <laughs> and there was, but there was a couple of times where he was like pre- practically bankrupt, wasn't there? And he came back from the brink of bankruptcy. Mm. And now he's the richest man in the world. Yeah. Like, that's... That's phenomenal, and it, and it's all for like good intended innovation. Mm, like, yeah, um, it's nice to see somebody doing that and not just. Put, yeah, do you know I always picture the um, remember that uh, Ducktales or whatever it was Scrooge McDuck with his great big vault. <laughs> I just I always picture like the the extremely wealthy like that. Like, why are you pooling all of your resources in a bank? Mm. <laughs> like, there's no need for it. Like, it's kind of uh, like when you die. Guess where that money's going? <laughs> Yeah, well, tax, uh, was it inheritance tax? <laughs> you better be leaving it to some people. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going all back into the system. Have you watched their Netflix uh, series Explained? I have not. Uh, they, they do one on trillionaires, and it's like, they just, like, talk about, like, how mm. the majority of the globe's wealth is in the hands of so many people. Yeah, I think it's like the 1%, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, like, and some trillionaires aren't even a rater they pay not to be known. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it's that's insane there are people that have money that we don't even know about it's, 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 that's another thing that like always gets me is how you can have on one side of the world somebody starving to death mm. and on the other side of the world somebody's eating a one stone steak like mm. or trying to because they're failing miserably like that one stone steak could feed 15 people yeah. the other side of the it's, world it's, it's just it's so crazy is that Um, so there's this, this dome idea I've had in my head for like since I was like 11. Um, oh, the dome. And uh, there's one in Singapore, isn't there? 
Yeah, it's like the Eden Project, but mm. like, so this was specifically, right? So I, I'll upload a picture to the screen. But um, on Red Nose Day when I was a kid, they, they kept saying, oh, we keep donating money. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't do anything. They said it was like a joke, but like, it, it doesn't. Like, Africa is still this, like, fucked up place where there's not enough water. And I was like, well, mm. like, you know, I've heard scientists talk about how um, we don't have a water problem or something. We have a salt problem. We can't separate the salt from the seawater because it takes too much energy um, and it's not cost effective. So mm. I envisioned at the grand old age of like 11, of like you just channel in the seawater for a couple of miles into a reservoir and then you put an algae in it and there's a certain algae that creates 90% of our oxygen on the planet. So you cultivate that in this reservoir and you trap it under an Eden den. Uh, Eden project like dome and then the, the condensation separates the salt from the water it gets trapped on the inside and then you use it to harvest grow crops and you put that in every country that fucking needs one as many as you need and you grow food and give clean water to people within it and you house structures around it I was like, why is no one doing that? And because nobody would profit from that. Exactly. Alex, that's why. <laughs> and then you think of people like Elon Musk, like no one's going to profit from him going to Mars, really. It's like an ego thing. And like, mm. Imagine if Elon, Elon Musk decides to do that instead. And I was like, holy shit. Well, like, I mean, to get in a room with Elon Musk and explain the idea, like whether it be laughable or not, like, I think the science is there. It's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, we can pipe oil around the countries, but not fresh water. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I know that certain countries are kept fucked, but like as we evolve as a race uh, or civilizations, we're going to have to fix these places. So um, I'm all for it. And uh, it's like, again, this is the laughable bit. If I can grow through my skills socially or art or whatever thing I can latch onto and try my hardest to, to get a platform where I can like fund something like that, crowdfunding, like that's my goal. Like <laughs> uh, that, that is my purpose to be, uh, just to, to get that in the head of someone hopefully someone's watching it right now that can make that because i'm not an architect i'm not a scientist if somebody not, gets the nobel prize for that right, in 20 years time it <laughs> doesn't give you any credit whatsoever <laughs> yeah. no no i completely this is my own idea completely my idea and definitely didn't watch a podcast in 2021 um <laughs> no definitely. yeah alex what no what are you talking about no 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 never heard of him yeah god yeah, I mean, like I say, even if I don't get credit for it, like I would rather it happens. Like someone will come up with something probably a lot more genius than that. But the like... thing is, like Singapore have done stuff like that, haven't they? So that they're one of the one of the most polluted cities in the world, or or maybe not one of, but like certainly in the middle somewhere. And now it's like the greenest city on the planet, isn't it? Yeah, they've got um, one of my mates actually lives there. Um, a lad called Joe that I used to go to school with and he's just like it's incredible here like I can't explain to you how how good it is here like there's no litter anywhere everybody obeys the laws um it's so clean <laughs> so I started re like reading into it and like their like their rivers have started to get well they they they're booming now but they're like um they're natural um uh, wildlife has come back um, they've got like one of the most I think it's um, they've got the most species of tree in the world in one area because um, they've just like brought them all in that's, that's this massive biodome I forget what it's called but it's like I, I was watching it I was thinking wow this has like gone to the top of my list of places I want to go and visit, visit and see Yeah, like just the, it sounds like a utopia but um I would imagine there's obviously things that he doesn't see or hear about that go on, but 
<laughs> there's a cost for it, but mm. if the cost is to, you know, saving the earth, <laughs> I'm all for it. Like, mm. fuck it, I don't care what. I was even, I was even looking at the way that they recycle. It's like they, they burn down all of their, um, the waste that can't be recycled into an ash, and then they bury it, um, under a lake. I think it was. Um, I don't know how long that will last, but. Uh, it's, it's crazy what the what the the amount of money they're investing into like um, a greener city. Mm. Well, it, it's sort of like undeniable, like with the whole global warming and just, like, mm. the, just the way the world is. And like I don't know, when I moved from where I'm from as a kid, which is like the, a garden city in, in like Hertfordshire, uh, I came down here. I was like, I like it here. It's really not that green, and then I start. No, it's not very green, is it? It's London, getting better. It's just fucking. Well, you want to see? Yeah, London's like um, bleak. <laughs> like, I sent. I like when I come down. Like, when I used to come down here for weekends and stuff, because obviously my fiance lived down here, so I would still come down to see her. Um, I would take pictures of like the downs and some of the areas over by um, like. Uh, the Seven Sisters over, um, even at the back of like Peacehaven and Salt Dean, I'd send them, and they'd be like, "That's not bright." And I was like, "Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> this is, this is the downs at the back of Peacehaven. Um, I'm walking the dog there right now. No, no, that's not bright. And yes, no, it definitely is. By the sea. Because all you see in London is grey. <laughs> like hmm. boxes to die in. I, I dated Concrete a girl. jungle, isn't it? Yeah, as they say. Is a Ealing Broadway dated a girl, and her mum and her lived in this like box flat, and like mm. in in a tower block, and next to a tower block. And it yeah, was yeah. Just... And people aren't. This is not how people are supposed to live. You're not supposed to live on top of each other. No. You're supposed to live in close knit communities, mm. where like everybody gets on and knows each other, and trades with each other. <laughs> building relationships mm, again yeah. where like we're sort of identifying where all this social like moronicness has come from where like people don't know how to talk to each other anymore. they don't know their next door neighbour that they've lived to next to for five six years mm. so I, I remember doing like house calls where I would have to do I don't know house to house inquiries for a burglary that happened down the road and you'd knock on the door and um, the person would be like, oh, no, I don't know them. Like, what do you mean you don't know them? It's your, it's your next-door neighbour. You've li- How long have you lived here? Oh, 12 years. And he's lived there for 17, so... <laughs> what? Never interacted. Like, or or you up. knock on the door and they answer the door and they don't speak English. Oh, right, OK, um, fair enough, you don't speak English. How long have you lived here? Seven years. Seven years you've lived in the UK without without speaking a word of English. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't understand. This is un- uncomprehensible. Mm. Like, if I moved to another country the first thing that i would do would be learn the language of that country because i need to need to learn that language to communicate effectively with people and people just don't need to or don't care to because like why why would you need to speak the native tongue of the country you're in it's very bizarre (laughs) that was like a huge culture shock almost like for want of a better word to me like the amount of people that live in this country, like specifically London, because I don't obviously wander around knocking on people's doors er- elsewhere, <laughs> uh, and they answer and they don't speak English. It's just so weird. Mm. And I'm not saying like everybody on earth should speak English, but if you live in England, <laughs> you should speak English. Yeah, if I lived in Germany, I should speak German. Yeah, well, uh, enough to get by and communicate. With yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, maybe it's me. And, uh, Phil did a, a, an episode on language, and it was mm. kind of fascinating that like language is hard, but like, and we were trying to come up with a like a, a concept of like 
like a universal language so that everyone would speak it in order to get the things they need like i need water i need mm. the bathroom like just mm. the basics yeah. like, if we all had it and uh, he was of the opinion that it would be like, impossible because dialect changes to you know concepts of things that aren't the same to me and you to someone in like uh, aboriginal australia like mm. it's, just, it's too convoluted but um yeah you, you'd think if you went somewhere you'd just learn enough to communicate like with these locals but then if you don't talk to your neighbor why would you you just live in a box mm. watching the media it's, yeah it's very weird very that, that comes that comes back to like we're so connected but disconnected mm. yeah. i'm like i'm like the worst on instagram anyone that like follows me on instagram when i follow you back I, I like i talk to people like i've known them like my whole life like, mm. just, you're my friend and i, <laughs> I message them like hey uh, and sometimes it's well received but other times they're like you're fucking weird man like you know and it's like am i weird i'm just trying to have a conversation which is mm. kind of like one of the only things that are you weird because you're accepting and friendly <laughs> yeah, so yeah. what are you supposed to be guarded and like i don't know suspicious of everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. well just be cool and mm. it's only send emojis <laughs> it's, the, it's the same thing with twitch when i'm streaming on twitch like anybody that joins the channel i'll just talk to them as if i've known them for years mm. but i guess that's who we are i don't know i think we should continue being ourselves and mm. urging people to communicate and and not just lurk. Like you get lurkers in your streams that so just watch. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've even gone to the through the to the efforts of making an, a message to them. Say, hey, I see you lurking over there. <laughs> just want to know that you're appreciated as well. Like, uh, like if anybody's if if they're watching the stream and they're not talking, I don't mind at all. Like if that's how they're comfortable, and yeah. maybe one day they'll feel comfortable enough to actually like talk to me and say hello. Yeah. Um, out, I promise I won't uh, tell them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off! <laughs> How long have you been lurking? Oh, 15 years. <laughs> oh, really? 15 years? Wow. Yeah, thanks for the support. You should know me really well. <laughs> I should have invited you to my wedding. <laughs> I've actually made quite a few friends on there. Um, made a few friends, yeah. There's a, good, there's a lad that I know from Belgium through that. He's a, I'd, I'd say he's a mate. Oh, yeah. So if we don't police, let's talk about gaming and Twitch. Well, what are your uh, your ideas for that? Like, what's your your goal? What do you want to do? I don't really have one. Just enjoy it. I just like my cousin in, introduced me to streaming. I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't even know it existed. I was like, I knew this thing called Twitch, but I'd never really like clicked on it or liked it or done anything with it. And I was like, you what, you do what? You play video games online and people watch and talk to you? What is this? This is mental. <laughs> so I sort of had a look at it, watched him stream a bit, and I was like, "This is actually why not? Why not do it? I play video games all the time. It's my like, I don't know, my I have a games room. That's my um, what's the word? I hate when you like you have words on the tip of your tongue and you you're forming a sentence in your head and it's forming so quickly your mouth can't keep up with you and then you just forget." because you've gone past that point it's my fortress of solitude that's what i wanted to say it's like my fortress of solitude my gaming room i come home from a hard day at work maybe i've been dealing with somebody that was particularly difficult to deal with or maybe i've had to deal with a situation that was particularly difficult to deal with like in the british transport police we deal with i would probably say more deaths than other police services and that's because and i don't know why but the rail network seems to attract a lot of suicides or potentially suicidal people. Um, so the first, I mean, well, the second dead body that I've ever had to deal with, but the first one that I've ever actually, like, pick up or touch 
was on in British Transport Police, and um, it doesn't matter how tough you think you are, it will affect you. Mm. Like, and it's going to sound weird, but because he'd been electrocuted, um, when I went to the morgue to have to deal with some of the body, uh, sorry, not the morgue, the mortuary, um, I could smell peanut butter in there. And I was like, what is this weird peanut butter air freshener this woman's got in here? And and I said, why does it smell of peanut butter in here? And she's like, oh, that's the body. When they get electrocuted, sometimes they smell like peanut butter. And it put me off peanut butter for like two weeks. So oh, I was, like, I was right in the middle of a peanut butter phase as well. You know, like you go through these phases of like, oh, I'm going to have jam on my toast today because I like jam. Jam's my thing. <laughs> or Marmite. I love Marmite. I put it on toast. I put it on <laughs> muffins. I put it on scones. I, not scones. Um, what are they called? Um, Crumpet. Crumpets. Yes, crumpets. Oh, crumpets. And I was going through a peanut butter phase. So I was putting peanut butter on my toast, my crumpets, my muffins. And it put me off a of peanut butter for like two weeks because all I could smell, all I could think of when I smelt peanut butter was this fucking, this poor dead person. Um, yeah, it was, so I was like, wow. Uh, and now, even now, like any time I smell peanut butter, it's going to remind me of that that first um, body that I had to deal with in British Transport Police. Um, so yeah. Um, have completely lost all train of thought. Uh, we were talking about how gaming takes you away from that horrible. Oh yes, yeah. so, so, so yeah, it's my fortress of solitude, it's my escape. So I start. I thought, you know what? I game anyway. I might as well stream it and like bring a social aspect into my gaming. So instead of being locked away in a room for I don't know, sometimes it can be fucking six, seven hours on playing video games. Sometimes longer if I've got nothing to do. Um, my poor fiance. <laughs> I just desert her for seven hours and just like, I don't know, she's watching some cooking programs that I have absolutely zero interest in. But then I, get, I feel like it's healthy for the relationship as well because I don't want to watch what she's watching yeah. and I don't want her to force her to watch what I want. Yeah. So I'll just let you do your thing and I'll do my thing and we have a very healthy relationship from it. Independence. Um, yeah. I lock my door so she can't come in. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that. So I just thought I'd bring this social aspect to my gaming and that's so I started streaming, yeah. Um, and just over a year later, um, just about to hit my 200 follower goal. So Woo. go follow me on Twitch. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I've made friends through it. People I would never have met in real life. Like um, I met a guy. Um, I say met, but spoke with him online um, from Holland. Uh, never would have met him, um, and sadly he passed away. But uh, he was a really nice guy. Um, like I say, the guy from Belgium, Sol Arbiter. If you're watching, <laughs> <laughs> name, dro- name dropping, name dropping. He's a great lad. Would never have met him. Um, and others, um, I don't want to name drop them all. <laughs> Shout they, out. they know who they are. Yeah. They're in the Discord channel. I really appreciate them watching and engaging with me. It's, uh, it's kind of like building the community, even when there's walls up, right? Like you know, we're just talking about how neighbors don't know their neighbors, but like, mm. we don't only just know our neighbors. But we know like people from other other countries and mm. like build communities. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, like that's how you're supposed to live life. Mm. I know my neighbor. He's also my landlord. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's, he's a decent bloke. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important. Like, um, 
I actually showed your your stream to uh, to a friend of mine who's female, and she was like, "I just don't get it." And I was just like, "No, I don't get it. Like, yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. I don't watch other streamers. Like, yeah. like PewDiePie entertained me for many years. I watch like, the only person that I will watch that I genuinely find interesting is um, Doctor Disrespect. Mm. Um, there are a couple of others that I kind of like flick into their channel every now and again, like Tim the Tapman. Um, because he's hilarious and Nick Merckx because like him and Tim the Tapman I don't know they've got such good um, chemistry with each other Yeah, and I'm so disappointed that Dr. Disrespect got banned from Twitch for like what appears to be no reason because mm. they also have such good banter but um, I I've tried watching other people and I just can't get on with it. I, I try to chat to them. What it depend like it's very dependent on whether they engage with their chat. Because mm. as, as soon as somebody comes into my chat and says something, I'll engage with them straight away. Mm. Because I know that if you're in chat and you talk to somebody and they don't reply, like I just think, well, fuck this guy. I'm gonna go yeah. watch somebody else. But like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the watching part of it either. Think, I'd much rather play the game. You're old enough to have your like character of like you know ingrained in, in mm. your, your you and like yours will be you but like when you're a young guy so i remember when i was like i don't know uh, 10 or 11 i'd watch my older brother play video games and then like i needed to watch him do it to to like for inspiration because i didn't know yeah. what the fuck i was doing and, yeah like, yeah yeah and then when i got a bit older i watched pewdiepie play and then like just seeing how he played was totally different to how i played yeah and uh, and he was funny and and you know that gave me something to talk about and it just helps me with social tools to then to interact. And mm. I think if I discovered it at a younger age, I probably would have been the same. But mm. I think I feel like because I discovered it when I was like, so what? I'm forty now. I'm, I'm forty one next month. Um, I discovered it when I was like thirty nine. I've yeah, I've already established my own character and how I play games and whether that's wrong or <laughs> right or wrong. I'm enjoying it so. <laughs> Yeah, I have learned some things with like Call of Duty and stuff like that. Stuff like movement and um, perhaps I was more static before than I am now, and mm. coming at people from different angles and stuff. So it's, it can like improve your game. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, your cognitive abilities as well. Like, uh, mm. like, so people. Well, like, you you, you like mean that. video games in as a whole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people, like, do you know what really baffles me? And sorry to take over your podcast. No, no, do it. When people say, "Aren't you too old for video games?" Or, like, you're never going to learn anything from video games. Well, actually, my entire geography comes from Total War. Yeah. I hated geography at school. <laughs> I didn't want to learn that boring shit. Yeah. I thought to myself, why do I need to know all of this stuff? Uh, I learned it all through Total War. So, like, I didn't know that Portugal was on the west coast of Spain mm. until I started playing Total War in, like, it. I don't know, <laughs> 2000. Because I wasn't interested in fucking geography at school yeah. the only thing I wanted to do at school was meet my mates do PE and that was pretty much it <laughs> like wing every class and get through it and just get through my day because I was so focused on leaving school and getting a job and earning money and now I've left school I'm earning money and I've got a job I wish I was back at school <laughs> so if you're if you're at school right now and you're wishing oh, I can't wait to leave and get a job no please enjoy it school's the best years of your life <laughs> once you start getting that money you start getting responsibility yep. and anxiety and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but unless you take mushrooms and that's, <laughs> what, that's why you have a gaming room where you just shut the door the world's not there because you're in <laughs> night city on cyberpunk 2077 and you can do whatever you want yeah. 
I, th- I think you're on something there with the education. Like uh, Age of Empires taught me everything about history and what came with. So let's go back to, uh, I know, when did Age of Empires come out? I was probably nine, nine years old, something like that. Like it was subconsciously teaching me all of the history of these countries. That you, yeah, it is, you, yeah. You're clicking They're very play. educational, those yeah. games. Yeah. So honestly, um, I would not have a clue about the geography of Europe and North Africa um, if it wasn't for Total War. Mm. Like, it sounds so bizarre a thing to say that you've learnt so much from a video game, but mm. uh, I have. <laughs> yeah, even like science and physics, like from other games. Like, mm. um, like so our, our grandparents, they played like chess or, you know, all these board games. Like, to me, that's kind of like agonizingly boring. Incidentally, my gran got me into video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just fucking genius. <laughs> Um, she's as far as I'm aware, she still plays. My granddad played like what was what was my granddad into? He's really into Halo before he passed. Oh yeah, like when, sometimes when I tell people that as well, they're like, "Your granddad played video games? What?" <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, my grand got me into video games. Like I remember the first console I ever saw was my uncle, um, my uncle Billy. He had an Atari. I think it was an Atari. It, was, it had like a fake wood grain on it, and that's how terrible it was with a little spot, joystick with one button. <laughs> but then uh, my grand got me into gaming because she had the 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 um, the ZX Spectrum. It used cassettes to load the game, so you'd have to load a game for like half an hour, yeah. twenty minutes, and hope it didn't crash because you've got to reload the whole game for twenty minutes again. People don't realise how lucky they are these days. Yeah. Instant play. Yeah. Like takes like ten seconds, and they're like, "Fuck's sake, this loading screen! Your loading screen's five seconds, my friend. Mine was twenty-one minutes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god, oh, the graphics is crap on this new game. Like, no, 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 Tomb Raider. The graphics. <laughs> you go back to nineteen eighty-seven and tell them um, the word graphics. They'd be like, "What? What do you mean graphics? <laughs> like, there's a there's a square moving, and I'm moving some rectangles to stop the square from going off the screen." <laughs> <laughs> this this is the graphics we've got. Yeah. God, pixels. Yeah, yeah. kids have got it easy these days. But yeah, for sure, it's a good thing. Um, gaming, but I, I can't really see anything. I've never identified anything bad with gaming. Maybe Grand Theft Auto like, encouraging a bit of crime. <laughs> like maybe. See, I, I don't even think that. I don't even think that's a thing. Like I, people try and blame video games for violence. Like what? <laughs> True. Yeah, like I don't. I, I play, I've I've been crimes. playing Grand Theft Auto since the very first Grand Theft Auto. I remember playing the demo over and over again, and I've never had the urge to go out, steal a car, and run a police officer over. <laughs> like, or, you or, did the opposite. Like, yeah, exactly. I did the exact opposite. I went and became a police officer. <laughs> like I don't know. People that say video games breed violence are just idiots. Mm. I guess it's the gang culture. Right? It's kind of like, oh, it's what we, can, we can be cool like this, and like, but that's again, like, where are the parents? It's the, the, mm. it's, it's, the gaming to me is just like it keeps you sharp, keeps you educated. Like, uh, like I think everyone should do it. And like, I've had girlfriends that have just been like, oh, it's so childish, it's so childish. Like, uh, it's so yeah, I'll never understand that either. Yeah. And then like they watch, and they're like they are interested, and you're like, play, mm. play, play. The reason they don't play is because they're not very good at it, and it's like it's or, or there's stigma. But there are more and more gamer girls now. Yeah, um, you've only got to go on Twitch to see that, yeah. and you can you can tell who the actual gamers are for the ones that are just there to show a bit of tit and make some money. Mm. Um, 
there there are plenty of good gamer girls out there that are actually better than 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 a lot of the guy players um I don't think any of them are better than me, but um, <laughs> you privileged white sexes. <laughs> uh, gee, I mean, I'm up for the challenge. If anybody wants to challenge me to uh, some Call of Duty, or uh, you probably will beat me because I'm not that great. But um, yeah, just a light one on one. My excuse is I'm 40 years old now, and my reflexes are not what they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> or I've got shitty internet. That's uh, that's always a good one. Oh, I'm lagging. I'm lagging. Yeah, yeah, I got some lag there. That's why you killed me. Yeah. <laughs> Does it look like it? Well, it, it won't because no, really no. On your graphics. screen, it looks fine, but on my screen, like I shot you first, yeah. or you're or, or, or you're hacking. It's um, that's that's my go-to complaint as well. It's a, it's a you... kills for Phil stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hacks! Uh, <laughs> that's the most said word on my Call of Duty uh, streams. Hacker. That game, that game. <laughs> definitely a hacker. He killed me. Yeah, definitely. Didn't see me. Running around and smashing doors open. <laughs> Using no tactics at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I bypassed a few questions about the police. So maybe we'll we come back to them. Yeah. Uh, what time are we on as well? Infantry tower. Oh, it's been an hour already. Wow. Um, if you okay. if you want me to go over and talk about the police more as well, I can. It's just, um... Yeah. How often do I have a police officer on my podcast? Not a lot. So. Um, yeah. So Matt said uh, Matt Delaloy says not to say this but have you ever used uh, your cuffs in the bedroom uh no <laughs> they're far too painful um people don't realize how painful handcuffs are until you've got them on um and you're being thrown around so like in the train in the training and i i will forever remember um one of the trainers coming over to show the guy that i was with how to do it properly because one of us was doing it wrong and i don't know if it was me or him and he just slapped these handcuffs on me and threw me on the floor and it hurt so much <laughs> i was honestly this close to getting up and decking the trainer um <laughs> i was furious they hurt they're really painful like metal and bone and skin are not supposed to go together so definitely not because i do not want to hurt my partner there you go matt Delaloy. <laughs> don't use handcuffs in the bedroom especially rigid ones <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because there are different chain. cuffs. You've got quick link. Uh, you've got the chain link, which is smaller. Mm. Um, they require different training. You're only supposed to use those on compliant prisoners, mm. because you you can break the chains yeah. if you're strong enough. Um, the rigid cuffs are for people that are um, non-compliant, and they're <laughs> they're painful. <laughs> you don't want to be put in them. You get your hand around the centre bits. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, settle an urban myth for Louis. Uh, Louis Bears for you. <laughs> Can pregnant women pee in your hat? No. Do you know, I get asked that all the time. And people like, it started off as an urban myth or an urban legend. Somebody once said it somewhere. And then it just kind of like carried on. And people think that it's um, a legit thing. It's not a legit thing. Um, I actually went as far as researching it um, and asking, like, no, it's not a thing. You um, You do not use that in even if they're pregnant what it actually came about it's called a custodian the the tit head that people <laughs> <laughs> um quite a lot of police officers don't like wearing it um it's actually was brought in to replace the top hat so there's a little uh, Fun fact. fact that you probably didn't know um <laughs> they stopped wearing the top hat i don't know the year and they brought in the custodian um which actually affords you some head protection because it's uh, like a hard hat 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it does seem like an odd thing. Same with like the. It's uh, so outdated and antiquated. It needs replacing. Like a lot of the county forces have got baseball caps now. Um, oh, cool. I don't know why the Metropolitan Police Service haven't followed. But British Transport Police were the custodians as well, although we don't. We we rarely wear them because we're on trains or in cars. So, um, but so, sometimes you have to go out. Well, they're just they're a pain in the ass. Like, if you have to run after somebody, where's your where's your custodian going? It's going on the floor. Like you're either going to chuck it on the floor because you've got to chase after them, or or run with it in your hand. I've heard of officers throwing the hat at people that are chasing legs as well to trip them over. I've never tried that myself, but amazing. Yeah, mm. it's. Uh... Tradition can be foolish sometimes, particularly with the Queen's Guard, like the big bear. Just, sometimes you just got to let go of yeah. the tradition. Um, the custodians, I don't feel like they've got any place, they don't serve any purpose really anymore, other than they look nice and people like having their photos taken with officers in them. Tourists like It's them. kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's just the image, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. People seem to think that if you ask toilets. somebody to draw a police officer. <laughs> They'd probably draw the uh, the bobby hat, wouldn't they? The custodian on their head. Yeah, yeah, which kind of looks like a, a portable potty, I guess, to some people, <laughs> like Louis. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so a more realistic question. Um, my my brother Ben asks, uh, "What do you think of uh, the U.S. law enforcement?" Controversial. What do I think? I, do you know what? I think they do a really tough job, and I do not envy them at mm. all. The, the issue that they've got is that so in the uk if i go to do a stop and search on somebody or i stop a vehicle or i go to speak with somebody uh worst case scenario they've got a knife like everybody's got guns in america mm. so it's like every single time you need to be on high alert because are they going to pull a gun on you and there's so many people getting shot and police officers getting shot over there that you must be on edge all the time i can't imagine like i I wouldn't like to police over there. I think they do a really good job. I really do. Essentially, they're operating <coughs> in, a, in a war zone, right? It's just, you know, everyone's armed is an enemy, potentially, like guerrilla warfare. And that that's the thing, isn't it? Like, it would be hard not to see everybody as a threat. Um, certainly in more recent times as well, like, I don't get it. And I don't get people that don't comply and then kick off because something bad happened to them like i'm a police officer i've never broken the law not to, i probably have at some point in history I, okay yeah i can think when i was 14 i did some shoplifting and got stopped by a police officer but i was 14 and you people do stupid shit okay. don't they <laughs> no i know i got my name taken and everything and he came around and visited my parents and i was like crying because i was like oh my god i'm gonna go to prison <laughs> but um, luckily I never did I think I might have been even younger than that like a 12 or something um, and it was for it was stealing a packet of peanuts believe it or not um, so one of my friends was like oh I'm hungry I'm going to go in here and he stole some crisps and I was like oh he's really edgy and cool I'm going to steal some peanuts and then we got caught like <laughs> the police have stole a social lesson good god yeah yeah, yeah. I mean great. the way he treated me was so fair that um, that probably had some reflection on whether I chose to become a police officer or not, because if that had been a negative experience, I would have thought, like, you know what, fuck the police, they're all assholes. Yeah, but um, yeah. thief. I feel like, so if, if <laughs> as a police officer, if somebody pulled me over and asked me to show me your hands, I would show them my hands <laughs> because I want to show them that I'm not a threat. I'm not going to go, do you know what, fuck you. 
and start putting my hands in my pants or in my jacket because you're going to escalate the situation. Mm-hmm. You're going to present yourself as more of a risk. Um, and that person, the police officer, guess what he wants to do at the end of the day? Go home <laughs> to their family or friends and then go like go to bed. <laughs> they don't want to get hurt. Nobody, none of them, none of us want to get hurt, or they don't want to hurt people. Like the last thing on my mind when I go to work is, oh, who am I going to hurt today? Like I don't want, I don't even want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I just want to go do my work and then go home. Like, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's it's odd. It's a very social job. That's um, that's probably why I'm so antisocial in my um, private life. <laughs> yeah, you say that, but you're online social presence is like yeah prominent compared to most people it, it seems like the people that have an issue with it are the antisocial people the people mm. that only exist on instagram and facebook and like they don't go out of the house the ones they shout the most yeah <laughs> but like they don't seem like really shouting and they think they've got the courage to do it it's just armchair warriors who keyboards it's um it's almost i i know freedom of speech is being sort of taken away through like deplatforming on social media but like if social media would just be turned off like i think we'd see a change in society <laughs> you definitely would yeah it's social media is like a double-edged sword isn't it it can be so helpful and useful if used in the right way but it can be so bad and so negative if it's used in the incorrect way mm-hmm. and there are so many different variations of like using it in a negative way like the far right use it equally as badly as the far left mm. um yes you can you can say anything about anyone as well on there can't you mm. without any real implication or repercussions sorry not implication repercussions yeah it's an ugly ugly world but it's not a real world that's the the thing I have to because I spend a lot of time on it for like my my social media presence or or you know any of my business or like the art side of things. Like I need to talk to people and like see if they want to collaborate or like uh, join or sign up or whatever. So it's a lot of talking. Mm. Um, and what comes with that is like pleasant interactions. But now and again, oh, I come across someone that is just unreasonably cruel and it will yeah. affect me. And it's like I should be stronger, but at the same time, like. It's hard not to focus on them things. Yeah. Uh, celebrities do it a lot. Yeah. So, um, who, what, Je- is it Jessie from Little Mix? It just she did the one that just left Little Mix, and she had a lot of depression, and yeah. um, and a lot of it was attributed to social media. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like people focus too much on those negative comments. That mm. people there are people out there that just want to be dicks their entire day mm. because they're so unhappy with their own lives. They need to bring other people down or make other people feel shitty because they feel shitty. Mm. Like, <laughs> and that's, that's I tell you what, just block them and never have any interaction with them ever again. Do you know what I did? I, I saw a post on Twitter about a guy who said, I've been doing a lot of blocking today and my Twitter is much richer for it. Mm. So I will actively look for stuff now that I don't like and I'll just block them. And guess what? You don't see them ever again. And you'd like, yeah. Twitter has become such a richer environment mm. now. Because all I see is like stuff that I want to see mm. and positive people. And anybody that puts any kind of negative comment on something that's comp- like a new game coming out. Oh, but their last game was shit. <laughs> all right, well, d- block. <laughs> I don't see this guy anymore. That's another thing that confuses me as well with like people that report that kind of stuff to the police. Like, one, I don't think we should be dealing with that mm. in, in the first place. Um, 
But guess what you can do? You block the person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to see that comment anymore. Like, it's un- unimaginable, isn't it? Like, if there's some graffiti on a wall, you can get rid of that graffiti so you don't have to see it ever again. Paint over it. Like, one might argue you shouldn't have to do that. Okay, in a perfect world, you don't have to do that, but we don't live in a perfect world. <laughs> yeah, well, there are ways that you can mitigate <laughs> that and blocking people on social media yeah. is one of them. And if they create another account, guess what? You've made them go through all the effort. <laughs> it's a pain in the arse to create a new account. You've got to link a new email address. You've got to create a new email address because you can't link it to the first email address because, oh, no, no, no that's already in use with this one. <laughs> So you've got to create a new email and then a new Twitter and then do a new post. So you've made them go through all of the effort. Wasting their life. <laughs> all of that negativity has gone into that one negative post for you to just delete a block again and they've got to do the whole thing again. I understand that like, that feels like harassment and targeting but, mm. and it has to be dealt with. But um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's easy to block or delete, guys. <laughs> just block and delete. Your life will be a lot richer for it. My social media profile is so much richer mm. from blocking just idiots and assholes. It's not the hardest thing to they do. Should, they could bring out time. a film called Idiots and Arseholes, couldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> or a book, Idiots and Arseholes. Maybe I'll bring out a book called Idiots and Arseholes, uh, a story of uh, a police officer, <laughs> ex-police officer, when I've retired. Blocking accounts on social media. Becoming yeah, a yeah, yeah. Becoming a here's, here's my number one tip. Block. Use block on social media. <laughs> if we were like rewound the human race a little bit and you were born and like your, your ancestors are walking through the savannas and you encounter like another tribe and these guys are dicks and assholes, <laughs> you can't block them. You got to fucking fight. <laughs> like, like, Just kill them. Uh, that's, that's surrenders. That's hard. Like this is mm. pretty easy. Like, mm. you know, like, for, for me to get wound up because someone's like said something like derogatory, like, ah, uh, oh, you, you seem like a bit of a pussy. I mean, the worst comment then said to me, it it wasn't even insulting it just ate at me because it was true like, it was like <laughs> this, this woman posted she like lived like not far away and she was just like uh you seem like such as i posted something like oh, i've lost loads of weight i'm getting fit which i've never really been able to do and yeah. i can see muscle definition i was like well i'm really like that's cool so i posted a picture of it and this woman she must have been like late 40s she posted something like you seem like a really nice guy alex like you just seem really depressed all the time. I think you need a dog. And I was like, it hurt me so much because I I try so hard to be like a, like an upbeat character and hide my depression because it is real, <laughs> you know? Like the fact that this woman saw straight through it and identified that I need a companion animal <laughs> to get through life. And I was like, fuck! And it bothered me for months. And I was just like, well, I wish she kept it to herself. Like, fuck you. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to say on somebody's like picture as well. Why not just go... I don't understand what goes through people's heads. Like, if I see something on social media that I don't like, I don't fucking look at it. I just go to the next one. I don't put, oh, your picture's shit. <laughs> like, oh, you look like a manic depressive. Like, why would you point that out to somebody? Just even if it's sometimes when I see a picture or something on there and it's not even like I don't personally think it's great it's subjective whether it's great or not somebody else may think this is the best thing they've ever seen on the internet mm. and I can see that they've put effort into it and they really like it I'll just put oh that's that's really cool or I'll just like it and not leave a comment yeah. likes are free <laughs> they don't cost you anything they literally take you one second a little a click a tap of your finger one tap is like yep. could change someone's life and it's like <laughs> that person goes 
oh, somebody liked my content. That's really cool. You make their day. Mm. Like, they don't know that you don't necessarily think it's the greatest thing on the planet, but you've liked it. And to them, that means, like, that means so much. I know how much it means when I post, I don't know, a TikTok video, somebody likes it. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Somebody liked my my content. Like, thanks for that. Like, um, anonymous person <laughs> but it's like I don't care that you're anonymous I just care that you liked it yeah. like just move on if you don't like it move on Yeah. don't do anything and if you do like it fucking do something <laughs> like, <laughs> otherwise we have no idea we have, just I have like no it way to or measure comment like jeez <laughs> even when somebody stops by the Twitch channel even if I just see my number count go up I'm just like somebody's there somebody's watching mm. somebody's taking the time out of their day to click on my channel just to see what's going on. I don't know. It's comforting. Yeah. But don't fucking bring them down. Yeah. I think I was telling you off camera about how I had some guy join my chat and just start trolling me. And he's he, like, asked me if he could um, finger me. <laughs> and I was just like, what is going on here? Now, I can imagine a lot of people would have got really upset by that. Mm. But I thought, you know what? I'll play him at his own game. And I say, yeah, I'm well up for that. Um <laughs> Anytime you you feel like it, um, and his next comment, he thought it'd escalate it, and he said something along the lines of, um, "You look like you taste real good. I'd love to suck you off." And I put, I said, "You know what? You can do that, but only if you let me nut on your face." <laughs> and then he fucking left because I was playing him at his own game. Like sometimes you need to fight fire with fire. Yeah. Do you know what? Your attitude shit. You think my content shitty? Guess what? I can change my content. You can't change your shitty attitude. Just a witty comeback like that. And you've got a shitty attitude if you're going on somebody's content and saying that their content's shit. Or telling them that, like that woman, she's an asshole. Yeah. It's really that simple. You didn't yeah. have to point out that somebody looks down or depressed. Yeah. Um, unless you privately messaged them and said, hey, you look, <laughs> you, you seem help? like you feel look a little bit down. Do you want somebody to talk to? But definitely get a dog. Because yeah. <laughs> dogs are awesome. Dogs are, dogs are so amazing. They just... They love you unequivocally, don't they? It's And it's absolute um, unconditional love. Like, I don't have to do anything except walk through the front door. And my dog's like, oh my God, you're home. Where have you been? I missed you so much. It's been forever. And I'm just like... I just took the rubbish out. <laughs> I've been gone like 30 seconds. But it's like you haven't seen me for a year. Dogs are amazing. They are, honestly. They deserve the planet Mars. This is, this is, why, this is why I understand like um, animal therapy. Mm. How, how a dog can make you feel so like loved and welcome and just, um, I don't know, important or uh, needed. Like when they, even when they come and snuggle up to you. You know it's just because they want to get a bit warmer. <laughs> so it's completely <laughs> selfish reasons, but, like, you need it for your warmth. Yeah. Or, like, my dog will come and tell me at certain times during the day that it's, like, time for a certain thing. So, like, when it gets to between half five and six, she'll come and tell me that it's dinner time. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and she does it by doing this weird sniffing sound where she'll sort of, like, snort at the ground and shake her head. And then it's like, I'll be like, okay, it's dinner time for you. Let's go feed you. 
but it's so funny because she gets thrown out by the time change. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, she was doing it an hour earlier <laughs> because, <laughs> because it was 6 p.m. <laughs> like, but, it, no, no, the clock's... I don't know if you know about this cookie. <laughs> but <laughs> in Britain, we've got these things. One's called Greenwich Mean Time and one's called a British Summer Time. Um, the clocks went forward an hour, so it's actually not your dinner time at the moment. Um, sorry, it went back an hour. It's not your dinner time just yet, but in one hour it will be. And an hour looking at you like 60 minutes. What the fuck do you mean the clocks went forward? No, no, it's my dinner time. Uh, and then she does like at about 10 p.m. It's time to go outside to go to the toilet and get her stick when she comes back in. You give her a dentist stick every night. I'm crying with laughter over here. My eyes are watering. So funny. Dogs are so funny. Well, she is anyway. I think they're like evolving. Well, they obviously are. Oh, they like, definitely are. Yeah, like within a, a couple of hundred years, there'll be basic communication, however that may be. I mean, your dog's basically be communicating now. Like, oh, she time. does all sorts of weird, like, talky things. Like, she does like a yawny thing in the morning, and it's like she's saying good morning. <laughs> um, and I've noticed, and I don't know, like maybe somebody who's had a dog 30 years ago can tell me, but I don't remember my dogs when I was a kid watching TV. Like, she watches TV. Amazing. And, like, if there's a dog on the TV, she'll go nuts because <laughs> she wants to go, like, where's that dog gone? I need to get that dog. Where is it? <laughs> oh, but, I like, The Lion King, we were watching the new one recently, the uh, the live-action one, and she did not take her eyes off the screen. Uh, she was It was literally like she was really watching... Uh, the film with us it was so weird I think they are I think you're right I think they are so cool. I, I want to go forward with them I want to see like really basic dogs like in bartering in like a hundred years <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'll so, give you three bones <laughs> be like on Skyrim be like on Skyrim when it could you have words <laughs> if you have coin <laughs> Labrador has dog food <laughs> Labrador have bones if you have coin like what Amazing. I can protect you, bro. That's a Rottweiler, by the way. <laughs> I can protect you from the Birdman, yeah? Don't need no coppers no more. Um, I, Protection I... rackets, Rottweilers <laughs> and Dobermen. <laughs> and bull mastiffs. Good grind. What would your hours be in that society? Like, IT guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Oh, God. <laughs> you say that, but one of the hardest men that I know is an IT technician. You know him as well, Adam. Adam Zinkovich. Yeah, oh my God. T-1000. Yeah. He's an IT guy. He's uh, bigger than both of us and will kick the shit out of both of us at the same yeah. time. <laughs> Fuck me. I did a Krav guard course with that guy and uh, we did zombie drills where like someone has a pad, they're the VIP and then you have to get the VIP and then they throw someone in whose job is to push you down and then another Oh person. God. Yeah, it just escalated. And uh, I was the VIP and Adam was the provocateur and like no one could stop him. No, no. <laughs> he, he threw a shoe at me. <laughs> He threw a shoe at you. <laughs> Someone took a dog, he took a shoe off and just fucking launched us. Like, that doesn't hell, surprise man. me. Monster. Yeah, if you're watching Adam, I miss you. I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> he's a good guy. Maybe. He's the kind of guy you need on your side, isn't he? Yeah, he's not your out. I remember on a um, funny story about him. Um, on the doors, we were working together. We were at the Mashton, I think it was. And um, this really tall guy who's like proper kicking off was going mad and um, getting really close to Adam. Adam's trying to be calm. You know Adam, he's a really calm guy, but when it kicks off, he, he knows how to deal with his shit. And the guy was just going ballistic at him. And I was like, what is this fucking guy's problem? 
like you need to calm down and so i went over <laughs> and was like mate just chill out just chill out he's like kept stepping towards adam adam kept stepping back and then he got really overly aggressive and sort of went for adam and, and the next thing you know adam's got him in a guillotine <laughs> so he's like the guy's like leant forward he somehow managed to get him in so i don't know if people who are watching know what a guillotine is but it's basically you will get them in a headlock so their head is facing that way <laughs> so their neck is on here and then he's lifted him up like this and the guy <laughs> and I will never forget this feeling the guy went limp and then Adam let him go and he just fell on the floor and I was like holy shit Adam's <laughs> killed him he's fucking killed him we're going to prison we're gonna go to prison and then the guy woke up and I was like oh we're not going to prison we're not going to prison and the guy got back up and started kicking off again and I was like what is this guy's problem he's just been like he's just been choked unconscious because that was the safest way of dealing with the situation rather than punching him <laughs> and then he's got back up and started to kick off again we ended up having to call the police <sighs> another reason why I decided that I wanted to be a police officer <laughs> was because I was a doorman for seven years and having put up with the amount of shit that doorman put up with yeah. I remember when I was younger I thought people would talk about doorman oh they're all arseholes they don't they all think they're hard and I thought I don't like doorman and then I became one and went through what they would go through and thought, I'm surprised that more doormen don't punch people. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. I really am. And I, I don't know how I managed to last like seven years without punching anybody. Because the amount of times that I wanted to, I, I don't have enough fingers and toes. Yeah, countless, countless times. Um, I don't get how people, and this comes back to the detachment thing, isn't it? Like, I think we talked about this off camera as well, but I haven't spoken about it yet. I don't think on camera how people think that they can talk to people in a certain way because they're used to talking to them like it online mm -hmm. or on Xbox. And then again, they talk about it to that person in real life and then get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or suffer consequences. Like, yeah. If you tell a doorman that you think he's a, a fucking dickhead, you get thrown out. Like, yeah, as simple as that. It's, uh, it's, if you're lucky, yeah, you yeah. get thrown out, yeah. Oh, it was the, the BCRP work, the, the bid team. That oh, yeah. That, like, just, so uh, for those that don't know what it is, it's kind of like the, the Brighton, Brighton City... Crime Reduction Partnership, isn't it? That's yeah. it, BCRP. It's essentially teams that go around hunting down shoplifters and getting involved with, like civil unrest and uh he's just wild shit happening <laughs> it's just bizarre mm. like this whole other underworld because i when i first came to brighton to me it was like a safe haven from like like dog shit you know narrow-minded people it's like oh look at all these hippies like i feel at home that's one of the great things about brighton is it's so diverse mm. but there's also this there's nowhere like it on on the on the planet i don't think no honestly maybe la i don't think there's anywhere yeah maybe la but I, I can remember, slight change of subject, I can remember working in Newcastle and I worked with a gay guy who said that he couldn't hold hands with his boyfriend in the street in Newcastle because they'd get attacked. Fuck. And I was just like, and that was in, where, how old am I now? 40, so that was 12 years ago, nearly 12 years ago. You could do, you could snog your boyfriend in Brighton 12 years ago and nobody would yeah. bat an eyelid, would they? <laughs> now you could do a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and for him to say that to me, I was just like, what? What do you mean? That's not normal. You should be able to do that wherever you are. Yeah. And he couldn't. He said, no, we'll get attacked. I was like, me, you need to move to Brighton. Yeah. Like, don't, people don't care there. Like, you could be wearing pink hot pants and no top and snog your boyfriend who's, I don't know, wearing a 
leopard print onesie and nobody would bat an eyelid because it'd be like it's just another day yeah, like no like... and that's how i feel like that's how the whole world should be just everybody getting on with their own lives and nobody gives a shit what your color religion or sexuality is like mm. it's such a bizarre it's so bizarre to hear that stuff mm. like when and again coming back to like in america they're saying oh there's like loads of racism and like it's hard for me to comprehend that mm. because I haven't seen that over here. No. Like I'm not <clears throat> denying that there is racism somewhere in the country, but I haven't witnessed it. So I can't like speak f about it. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's Strangely, fucking weird. <clears throat> the only racism I've ever seen and experienced was towards me. Um, really? Yeah. So from... I've never experienced that either. Yeah. Even yeah. as a copper in London, like, I can't think of a situation where somebody has said something about my race. Mm. Or uh, we were talking about this as well um, at work. Like, I can't remember anybody calling me a pig. They've made the oink noise at me. Um, it probably has happened. I just maybe forgot. But yeah. I definitely haven't um, had any racism towards me. I lie. Um, I have seen racism towards um, black people from uh, a South African dude I worked with, which and I I left the job because of it because the the employer didn't deal with it, um, and it, it became like quite prolific. But oh really? Yeah, but that's about the only time. Like I've seen a lot of sexism that <laughs> that I can see. I don't think I've seen that. I mean, do you know what police officers? This is another thing that baffles me. Like the media, oh they're like inherently racist in the police. Like they're not because they're too fucking scared to be. You'll yeah. lose your job. Yeah. You will get fired. I don't know another job that I could walk into today where I would be paid thirty three thousand pound a year. Um, which and that we're going up to like thirty six, thirty seven soon because I'll hit my six year pay um scale Woo. i think i'm on like 33 34 now at the moment i don't want to like that's not a lot but it's it's more than i feel that i am skilled to achieve i don't really have i've never been to university i don't know another job that i could walk into mm. so you're just too scared because you can't get another job that pays that much money um so when people say like oh the police are institutionally racist then they're, they're not <laughs> far from it yeah absolutely far from it it's people are too scared to say anything because it only takes one person in a room of a hundred or a room of four or a room of three to get the other two sacked because like the policy <clears throat> i don't not the policy i don't want to say the policy i don't know whether it's the policy but if you're let's say you're in a van and there's six of you in the van and you're driving along and one person makes some sort of racist rem comment, if the other five people don't report that, whoever doesn't report it will get fired as well. Wow, that's amazing. Because they have not called <laughs> it out. Yeah. So yeah. you could one can argue that they didn't hear it, like the driver maybe, oh, I didn't hear it, I was driving. But if one person, so let's say one person makes the racist remark, the other five are now have to report it. Mm. or risk one of them reporting it and the other four getting fired it's mm. just that's how it, that's how it works because you've got to stamp it out yeah which is i guess why i've never heard anything um because you'd have to report it it's th really that simple otherwise you're going to get 
sacked yourself because you didn't report it. Society should be. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine that, like you, you know, walking down the road, someone says something like horrendous, and you know, everyone within that vicinity has to then go find a police officer. Yeah. It's so funny as well because, like, when people say, "Oh, like you must be racist. You're a white police officer." Like, okay, I'll go get my friends that are all in the police. They're PCSOs. They're police officers. And I'm going to have the most diverse group of friends you've ever seen in your life mm. because one of them's a Sikh, one of them's Polish, the other one's black and from Africa. Then you've got me, the white guy. I don't care, there's quite a few other white guys or girls. But you're just going to be like, okay, this guy's probably not racist. He's got loads of different friends. Yeah. And um, like some of my, well, one of my best friends that I've made through policing is a Sikh guy. Um his name's G. If you're watching this, G. Yep. Well, uh, I'll talk to you about WWE a bit later. <laughs> He's a huge wrestling fan, and that's I think that's how we like became good friends because he loves wrestling. And I love wrestling. And we've actually got a private uh, chat with another lad um, who's into wrestling as well. Um. Yeah. So like, I don't understand. It's such a diverse job. And there are so many different cultures and people in there for a reason, because you need to reflect the people that you're serving. If you're all white, how do you know how Africans or Indians or um, Romanians deal with stuff? Mm. Like, you don't, because you've got no... Cultural reference. Exactly. The only reference you've got is your own. Well, this is not what we do in England, so you can't do that. Mm. Well, actually, yes, you can. Um, Even if it is like wrong let's hope so uh a quick backstory to where i'm from there was a a lake stamra lake and uh when uh, a lot of polish workers came to work in the industrial state they were taking the ducks and the swans to, to, to eat because like oh I'm, wow yeah i'm guessing where they were from it was fine to do because like, mm. they take from the land like all human beings have done today. and there's actually a lot of forest in poland as well like yeah. i didn't even realize until i went over there yeah, like uh, there's a, a thousand mile of uh, like one forest in particular. Mm. anyway so and obviously here the, the obviously it may not be apparent uh like swans are protected because they're like the queen's bird. yeah yeah so like they had to be like uh, told like you know like, that, you that's can't take bad, those home but, yeah, uh, <laughs> okay know, we but, thought it was fine yeah they didn't see it as a crime so you could either look at them that's like, really interesting like, really skeptically like you horrible bastards take of the queen's bird yeah, or you can yeah. be like oh where well, you're from that's acceptable nah not here like this yeah. silly rule yeah <laughs> 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 that's so fucking strange yeah I just I, I don't know why but like I guess because the only like reference I have is the UK, I automatically assume that everywhere's like the UK. Mm. So like, when we went to Poland um, for a wedding a couple of that's a couple of years ago now, yeah, because we're in 2021 now, aren't we? Mm. So it was in 2019. I went over there and I was just like, "There's all these mountains, and forest. Like, what the heck?" <laughs> and there's like not just a sm- not like I don't know s- the Lake District. There's literally hundreds and hundreds of miles of like forest and then a great big mountain and I was like, this is amazing. I just, for some bizarre reason in my head, thought it was like England, but it's, it's obviously not. Yeah. Well, like there's logistics and Amazon comes the next day. Like, mm. I, I kind of long for like somewhere I can get lost, you know. <laughs> I Mate, know. you should go to Poland. <laughs> yeah. The, the place that we stayed um, is the bride and it's the it's the bride's dad's property so he owns the land and he owns the um i don't know what they're called i guess they're like chalets but they're two tier they're like log cabin kind of small log cabins you'd you'd love it and they're in the middle of nowhere 
and there's this very very small polish village nearby that you can go to where nobody speaks english um which was fun because we had to get the grooms um, the bride and the groom or the bride's dad or somebody to come and shop with us because like we couldn't buy food you know what the fuck it was <laughs> you just have to point <laughs> or try your best Medushki <laughs> square like butter um, num, okay bread <laughs> no <laughs> I don't know what bread is in Polish um but uh, yeah, we couldn't order anything. Just had to point at a lot of stuff. Jinquia, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I know. Um, I mean, I know a lot of swear words as well because my Polish <laughs> friends have taught me a lot of swear words. I say um, it by accident now. If I hurt myself, I say kulva. Oh, God, <laughs> It's <kulva>. not a good... <laughs> I know so many, I'm not even going to say any of them. Um, I really upset my Polish friends when I say some of the swear words as well, especially the girl po Polish friends. Because they're like, Nick, this is horrible words. I'm not sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's just a funny noise. <laughs> to me, it's like funny because like, I'm swearing in your language, but uh, it's not obviously not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you should go there, man. It's like really secluded. It's a beautiful place. I yeah. really, really, really want to go back there when we can do anything ever mm, again. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I guess we could end it on a good question. Then um, <laughs> also asked. I love these questions. What is your favorite police movie or cop movie? Oh God, Training Day, definitely. Training, I haven't seen it. Training, what? Yeah, sorry, you so haven't funny. seen Training Day. What? <laughs> You've got to watch Training Day. Is Training Day my favourite police movie? Yeah, it definitely is. Training Day is amazing. Denzel Washington is my favourite actor, full stop. Is it comedy? No. <laughs> no, it's a very, very... Mate, you need to watch it. It's a very, very serious, uh, kind of like a gang warfare type, like proper hardcore copper with... Um, I suppose he's a detective, a detective in it, but he's like corrupt... Um, I think it's Ethan Hawke who comes on board um, onto his team as a new member and then like realises they're corrupt and doesn't want anything to do with it and like tries to like turn them in and gets like sucked into this that's really good you need to watch training awesome uh, see that's where the, the training part comes in I see like Ethan Hawke's part yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you need to watch like it man. Stupid, honestly like... I can't recommend that film enough it's such a good film epic Denzel Washington's an amazing actor. Yeah. I think he's... Um, there are very few times in life when I cry. Oh, it's emotional. But he, no, not that film, but he, he's such a good actor. In um, There's another film by him, if you haven't seen it, called uh, Man on Fire. Fuck yeah, yeah. And I just remember crying my eyes out but trying not to at the end like oh my god I'm gonna cry this mm. is like I'm glad nobody's here <laughs> <laughs> having said that uh, in, in Endgame made me cry oh, yeah. I remember I was in the cinema and I was like oh god I'm so glad I'm sat over here on my own <laughs> in the dark because <laughs> I, I actually went with two friends but because the cinema was so empty um, I think it was like we went to watch it on a weekday during work time so like we weren't at work but obviously other people were we weren't just sat there in full uniform <laughs> yeah. with our handcuffs and CS we got a code back yeah we're just <laughs> gonna go to the cinema no no so we weren't on duty so we all decided to go during like work hours and it was like empty in there so we all like spread out and I was so glad I was sat on my own because I was like oh my god I'm actually gonna cry when I say cry I'm not sat again <laughs> I was like well, tears in my eyes trying to not 
let them run down my face. <laughs> Lump in the throat. How, uh, God. how long is the Marvel franchise? Ten years? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. the thing like, that people don't understand as well. Is like You've watched these characters develop over like, 11, 12 years. I think, I think it's probably 10, 10, 11 years. So you've watched them grow from um, Captain America, the first Avenger, all the way through to Endgame. And if you've watched every single film, you've watched them grow and you've watched their story arc the entire way through and then it all comes to an end. And you're just like, it's like you're losing somebody yeah. that's been important to you through, through your life. I don't know, maybe it's I get invested in movies more than other people do. Mm. I've always been a comic book fan and I've always been a Marvel fan. Um, I think Captain America is probably one of my favourite comic book um, characters. Second only to maybe Batman. Yeah. Well, the, the Batman's such a great superhero because he's not—he's got no superpowers. Mm. It's just money and training and intelligence, yeah. naturally developed training and intelligence. Um, and also, being a police officer is the closest I'll ever get to being to Batman. Be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why I really chose to be a police officer because I would like to be Batman. <laughs> no, so yes, yeah, so you've watched them develop and grow for like a, ten years, haven't you? Plus, yeah. And then it comes to an end, and you realise, like, this is the last time I'm going to see Chris Evans as as Captain America, mm-hmm. as Steve Rogers. This is the last time I'm going to see... Um, what's his name? Oh, fucking hell, how can you possibly forget his name? Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. as um, Tony Stark, <laughs> Iron Man. It's the last time. When he dies. <laughs> He's like, fuck. Like, I was just, even like even before he does, you know the bit in the spaceship where he's with Nebula, mm. and like he's slouching down in a chair. I was just like, oh my god, Tony's dying! Like, yeah. I had heard spoilers that he dies in it. Like, is this the moment? And then when he doesn't, you're like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Only to then lose him at the end of the film. Like, no. <laughs> and it's so well done, and the music's so good, and even like even there's a really important part of that end scene. Is um, Spider Man? Um, what's his fucking name? Tob- um, I was gonna say Tobey Maguire, not Tobey Maguire. He plays Spider Man in a different. Mm. I forgot his name. Fuck, the young lad. He's such a good actor as well. I can't believe I forgot. Don't tell me. Don't tell me his name. <laughs> Give me the first letter of his first name. I love that game. I do it all the time. Give me the first letter of his first name, and I'll tell you his name. Um. T. I can't. I can't think. Tom Holland. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, Tom Holland. Yeah, like he, that, the, the the way he behaves and the things he says at that scene just like make it as well. And then obviously Gwyneth Paltrow looking all like sad, and then says to him, "You can rest now." Like, oh my god. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland together is like the perfect duo for like mm. father son, like. Amazing. Anytime I hear the Avengers theme tune, I get uh, goosebumps now. It's so <laughs> weird. It's such a weird reaction. But honestly, anytime I hear it, I get like goosebumps. Yeah. It's such a funny thing. I um, like our tribal stories. I yeah. got my missus to watch them all with me recently. Well, actually, we watched Infinity War Endgame back to back. To be fair, she did sit through them all. She can name quite a few of the characters as well, which I'm quite surprised by. She's not really... A, comic book fan or or a Marvel movie fan mm. but she will watch them with me bless her 
I don't understand people that don't really like you know, movies. Like, what what would you not like about fantastical? Yeah, it's escapism as well, I suppose. Like reality is pretty boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine if they made a film about like real life? Yeah. Just like I think they got rom coms. I, I just I, I imagine an episode of EastEnders where they all sit down and watch TV all day, yeah. like have a duvet day. Yeah. Uh, so you, yeah, I'm gonna go and get some uh, cornflakes because I'm hungry. Oh, do you want some? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll have a cup of tea while you're out there. Yeah. And that's the entire episode. <laughs> them just like drinking a cup of tea and watching EastEnders. Yeah. <laughs> it would be that, shit, wouldn't it? That's that show. It was like something box TV, and it was watching oh Gogglebox. Gogglebox, yeah. yeah. Watching people watch TV. That's 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 you know that makes me that makes me laugh. Like when people say, "Why would you watch Twitch? You're just watching people play video games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do you watch Gogglebox? Yeah. You're watching people watch TV." <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, then just watch their face. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right, aren't you? Yeah, I, I watch people watch TV. Oh, yeah, I don't get it. They definitely don't. I mean, so I actually you... saw the, the there's a there's an Asian family on there from Brighton. It's like a mum, a dad, a young boy, and a, uh, sometimes the sister shows up. Then if you've seen it, the, the tall, slim Asian lad with quite long hair. I, I saw him on the bus the other day. Amazing. I'm not even joking. The bus drove past and he was sat in the window and I was like, it's the fucking guy from Gogglebox. <laughs> <laughs> and then got on the next bus. Brilliant. I was, I was coming home from training. <laughs> it was essential travel. <laughs> <laughs> Stay at home. Look for celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're on two hours. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up, I guess. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah. It goes quick, right? Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, no worries. But thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, this is the first episode to uh, to be sponsored by Human Food. So I'll do another advert for that. Um, that's an amazing feat for this podcast because, um, like, let's face it, it's quite small at the moment. <laughs> so I'm really grateful for Human Food. Um, and you, I encourage you to check out the products because they're amazing. And um, everyone needs the right vitamins and nutrients in their diet to be better people. Uh, and if you don't take it from me, a uh, uh, low-gauge podcaster, take it from this police officer here, who's <laughs> a high-achieving uh, athlete. Athlete. <laughs> God. Definitely are. The only running I do is to the uh, toilet in an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Hanslow, man. Your arms are big. My arms are not big. They're tiny. Yeah, good best mine. Mine sticks. Look at those guns. I haven't been to... I, do you know what? I haven't been in a gym for... So long now because of coronavirus and lockdowns and God knows what. I actually changed my garage into a gym. I got so desperate um, and then spent the next... I broke my finger. (laughs) I don't know if you can see a lump like here. So like um, 13 weeks ago, I broke my, my finger here. So I've not been able to be... So I built the gym used it for about a month and then broke my f- finger and couldn't use it for the next three months Excellent. that's pretty much sums up my uh, my life <laughs> yeah, all the gains are gone <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, in fact I had the first workout yesterday in like 13 weeks um, yeah I just used the bar just threw it around a little bit sounds Didn't like you really need some, uh, some strong nutrients I'm to gonna, yes it does injury. it sounds like I need some human food perhaps <laughs> <laughs> anyway check them out guys and uh yeah, thanks for coming on. And You're welcome. If, uh, people need to me. find you on Twitch. How do they do that again? Twitch.com uh, forward slash India Lima Whitehawk Lima India. I L Whitehawk L I. It's the only oh, way I could nice. get the name. 
So I tried Whitehawk and somebody had it and they had like four followers and didn't post anything. And I was like, you wasteful you git. Fucker, I yeah. need that name. It's where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I but yeah, I'm called just... Whitehawk on everything, basically. You'll see a logo of a hawk uh, flying towards the camera. And I'll link it all. So yeah, go support. And uh, yeah, and thanks for watching. Um, bye. Peace. Thank you.